Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Wasted Local Talent. I am your host, Daniel. I'm the co-host, Josiah. You're also a host. I, oh. You've been moved up to host since Jed's never here. He's been okay. moved down to co-host. Okay. The baldness. We're back this week with more talent. Yes. Who I, do we have this week? Well, thankfully, Roger and Nathan and Bruce aren't, aren't on right now. Yeah. <laughs> Discord's we, a pain in the ass. We apologize for it. Well... Discord looked good compared to, you know, some of them, and I'm going to beat them all in fantasy. But who do we have on this week? <laughs> Wanderlust. Wanderlust. Yep. We actually just recorded this one on Sunday. It's still fresh. The still microphone fresh. is still warm. Still warm. So um, I wasn't actually a part of this interview. Josiah oh. and Jed did this interview. That's true. Yeah. I was there. No, it was uh, Wanderlust is in Philippi, and, mm. I mean, of course, we talked about that a lot. And just Philippi as a whole and the vision of Wanderlust. And I'm pretty excited about this interview. It's pretty straightforward. We have a tendency to get off on tangents. This one straight through to the point, and I, I like it. It's a yeah. good, good change-up from whatever you guys did with Ashley. <laughs> so um, before we get to the episode, just a few things. One... Check out all of our other podcasts under the 13 Palm Trees shade. We have D&D Kinda, which is a custom Dungeons & Dragons podcast campaign that me and Michael and Jed and Josh and Ryan are running. It's, we're on episode 30 next week. Pretty pumped about it. That's exciting. <clears throat> and we have Video Game Mythos, where Michael and Ryan go over the backstory and lore of video game characters, and we have Gurus of Gaming. Which is, we're about to record the one-year anniversary episode to that, so yes. I don't know what that's going to entail. Hopefully it's cake, yeah. but, I mean, look, looking forward to it. Yeah, something that we didn't do here on Wasted Local Talent. We talked about it and could never get everybody in here. We were going to do a one-year um, episode, and then we were going to do a... 10,000 listens episode because we actually just we actually just went over 11,000 listens this past week. Oh, wow. Um, so thank you all for tuning in every week and hopefully we'll get to all sit down together sometime and just if talk. I and remember correctly, you texted me and said, where are you? And I forget what I was doing. And you're like, oh, I thought you were going to be here today for our anniversary episode. I said, sorry, bro. I didn't know. So that one's on me. I'm sorry, guys. That's eh, probably on me. I probably forgot to tell probably. you something. On Jed. <laughs> we'll just blame Jed. Uh, but yeah, anyway, also, if you have applied to be on Wasted Local Talent, our email had been down there for a while, so we didn't get any applications for a long period of time. So if you're listening and you've applied and we have not responded, um, if you, you can go to 13palmtrees.com slash Wasted Local Talent and reapply. That way we can actually get the email and get you scheduled in. Hit us um, up on Facebook. That's a good way. Yeah. Facebook. And do it soon because now that the floodgates are open, I think we're almost booked through November. Yeah. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. We are almost completely booked up. Which um, is great. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, shoot us over that. Uh, the website again is 13palmtrees.com slash wasted local talent um, or Instagram or Facebook just at wasted local talent. Check us out there. Um, and we also have a uh, big shout out to Worst Kept Secret for letting us use their song Bender in the beginning and end of each of these episodes. 
Um, they've been on a hiatus. If you listen to our PopCon episode, I actually sat down with Sean and um, he kind of went over why they've been on a hiatus. Pat Cole had a baby, which we've also mentioned here. Um, so they've been kind of taking a little bit of a break, but you could check them out online at uh, on Facebook at Worst Kept Secret WV or check them out on like Bands in Town or Apple Music, Spotify. They're on all that as well. Or you could just say hi to Sean if you see him in person. Yeah, that's Ask him true. to sing to you, <clears throat> which yeah. I did. He's a lovely voice. Sean is Josiah's biggest fan. He I think it's is. so adorable. And I, <laughs> I honestly, until you told me that Sean was a big fan of mine, I had never thought about somebody listening to me before. <laughs> yeah. Normally, I'm just like eating stuff out there into the universe. <laughs> and I... With no repercussions, I'm just talking to you. There yeah. happens to be a microphone here. Mm-hmm. But thanks to our fan, Sean. <laughs> yeah. and our one single fan. If you are also a fan of the show, we love to interact with you. Mm-hmm. And if you have a business, we'd love to have you on, which yes. takes you right back to Please Apply. Yes. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or any of your, uh, whatever app you use. You can scroll down, leave a review, because we like to see those. Um you know, those five-star reviews. Somebody left us a one-star review, and I will find you, which I, is fine, you know. It's, pro- it's it was pro- probably Jed because he pro- doesn't know the difference. Yeah, they probably listened to Jed and gave oh, us man. a one-star review. So thanks, Jed, Ruined for it. that. <laughs> Ruined it. Um, yeah, so you can check us out, uh, like I said, Instagram, Facebook, and also if you like live music and you like Wild Wings, Buffalo Wild Wings. That didn't come out the way I wanted it oh, to. Oh, man. My band, After Atlas, is going to be at Buffalo Wild Wings in Bridgeport this Saturday around 6 p.m. We're playing an hour set. Come and hang out. It's free. And I think they're doing like a cornhole tournament or something like that. So, yeah, come hang out and have some beers. And Ever since that you announced this, all I've wanted is fried pickles from Buffalo Wild Wings. That sounds delicious. And I'm excited to go get some fried pickles mm-hmm. and... Hopefully you'll be good too. We'll, we'll be all right. Okay. We'll but be all right. We've been practicing our asses off. So worst case scenario, if you show up, you're gonna leave with some wings and possibly an appetizer. So come out. Yes. Come hang out with us. Josiah and I will be there. I'm I'll pretty sure Ryan will be there as well. Um, I think Roger might be there. A bunch of the 13 Palm Trees crew will be there. Jed will not because Jed will be at a NASCAR race this weekend because he is that type of person. Not that it's a bad thing if you like NASCAR. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. It's just, gosh. Yeah. I was actually going to go with him because he had an extra ticket. Somebody bailed, but we have our show. So I was actually pretty pretty stoked on it. (laughs) I don't like NASCAR, but sitting in the infield of a NASCAR race would be fun. I would 100% go to a NASCAR race. There's not very many things that I would not go to for free. Mm-hmm. Number one would be a country music concert. Not that if you play country music, we'd love to have you on the show, but yes. I don't know anything about country. I don't yeah. like country. Yeah, I don't listen to much country, I honestly. Would, uh, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. We're just, we're just ge- keeping people from applying. If you don't have anything good to say, don't, don't say, say anything, anything at, all. at all. And with that, here's Wonderlust. What's up, everybody? I'm Jed. I am Josiah. And this week, we are wasting our talent with... Adam Starks, owner of Wanderlust. Wanderlust. So that now, tell me, where is Wanderlust? Wanderlust is in Philippi, West Virginia, and uh, it's 
Yeah, never mind. You that out, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I'll, yeah, I get kind of long-winded. Yeah, Philippi. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was riding through Philippi not that long ago, um, and I meant to look for you guys whenever I came through, but I forgot all about it. I used to live in Philippi. I lived right over the okay. pawn shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I wanted to, to look for you guys and stop by, but my wife and I had just came down off the mountain, and it right. was getting pretty hot, and so we I were just you. wanting to get gas and go. So yeah, uh, that happens a lot. <laughs> our, our competition with sheets is, uh, yeah, we get that a lot, so yeah. it's all good. <laughs> now, uh, you said, you were just saying earlier before we started recording, you guys uh, just celebrated your one year? Yeah, um, we've been uh, been in business for uh, just over a year on September 7th, and, uh, you know, we branded ourselves as a coffee house and wine lounge. If I had that to do over again, I was talking about stupid mistakes. That was probably one of them trying to start the coffee house and wine lounge in Philippi is a little <laughs> uh, far-fetched. Um, but we've really become so much more than that. I mean, we have great coffee and wine, but we celebrate all of the local craft breweries, as many as we can fit at our bar. Um, so we just, we had a high ground brewing for our tap takeover, um, for our one-year pre-celebration. Um, we had Stumptown uh, just this past Friday, and um, we've had Big Timber in there before for tap takeovers. And so uh, we celebrate a, lo- a lot of local craft beer, too, but you couldn't tell that from the sign. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I did not realize until maybe two or three years ago, the amount of local breweries that are in the area. And like I didn't even know about that until places like... There's a place in Fairmont, Joe and Throw. Yeah. They they uh they have they emphasize a lot of those local breweries. So you, you guys do that in Philippi. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and it's really wanderlust, which means a strong desire to travel, is really about bringing the world to us, but also celebrating the local culture and talent that's there. So if you walk in there, you're going to see art by local artists. You're going to see beer by local breweries and musicians are most, for the most part, local. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of pivotal to like what we do here with Wasted Local Talent, because a lot of people, I mean, I've talked to so many people who have moved away from here or want to move away from here. And they all say the same thing that, you know, they just, there's nothing here. They just, they have to get away. And it's like all that they ever do is look at the negatives. Right. You know, but they never look at the positives. There's a lot of positives. There's a lot of great artists here. There's a lot of awesome, like small town, local vibes. Like you go out to Thomas Davis, Philippi, like little, little towns like that. And there's a lot there if you take the time to look. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, to vouch for those people who are negative, it is extremely difficult to, you know, if you have an idea as a young person. Uh, uh, one of the reasons I started Wanderlust was for young people. Now, we just had a, a party last night uh, that was a complete bust, but it was geared, <laughs> it was called Young, Fabulous, and Broke. It was geared towards the youth, but a lot of them just aren't there or Mm -hmm. they may not have the money to come out. And uh, starting this business, uh, one of the most difficult aspects of it was finding capital. And so I think if we have um, access access to resources, I mean, I'm sure you all are no stranger to this. I mean, West Virginia is, uh, you know, from the government on down, uh, 
a lot of it's just good old boys club and yeah. you know, who yeah. you know. For sure. And, yeah. you know, obviously I don't look like I come from <laughs> Philippi. I, I get that a lot. You know, where, where are you from? And, you know, they're, you know, probably expecting Detroit, Chicago or somewhere like that. But, I mean, I'm just as country fried as the rest rest of <laughs> West Virginia. You know, I'm from Rappahannock, and it's actually a smaller than than Philippi. I mean, we had one caution light, a carpet store, and two gas stations, and that's, that's it. <laughs> I wonder if the gas stations went to war against each other like the Hatfields and McCoys. Was there a train tracks that ran right through the middle of town? No, uh-huh. no, no, none oh, of that. There I always mean, seems to be that, Yeah, I feel There's like. Train tracks or a river? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he has do, the river. Yeah, yeah we, we have a river. Okay, I, I grew up on the go. farm with the outhouse and all that stuff, and, you know, for a part of it. I mean, I came, came up in the foster care system, but starting out, you know, I was on the farm. And, and so, yeah, I, I'm very familiar with that life and, and their lifestyle. So how has it been? I mean, you've been open for a year now. Um, I, I remember from when I lived in Philippi, um, it is about as stereotypical small town West Virginia as you can get. Yeah. So I'm imagining starting a small business there, there had to have been some challenges. Absolutely. Um, again, you know, bringing up the, the capital, I mean, banks aren't going to lend to you or, you know, the traditional, uh, non-traditional lenders, uh, you know, who say they'll lend to you, you know, not using those uh, same structures, um, but they deny you based on those same structures. <laughs> so, right. um, again, I, I believe, I truly believe it's who you know. I mean, you know, if you if you can play that game. But my mother-in-law is the one who, who actually funded most of uh what what Wanda West is today, and so as my primary investor, you know, if it wasn't for her, it would be a figment of my imagination. Um, from there, it was just about, you know, when I walk down Main Street, Philippi, I, I see potential. I mean, there is a there is a lot of blight. Um, there's you know, challenges, you know, you can find a needle on the sidewalk uh, or, you know, something like that. And yeah. that's, that's unfortunate, but it, it, you know, it fits the stereotype in, in some aspects, but from a potentials, uh, from a potential standpoint, there's so much more, you know, back in its heyday 30 years ago or 35 years ago when it was a, you know, bustling cold town, um, you know, anyone over 50, their face lights up when they walk in that building. It used to be an old five and dime store. And so you go down store, uh, you go downstairs and there was um, uh, toys and penny candies and stuff that they talk about. And so the great thing about Wanderlust is it's restored a lot of that magic. That was once there. And so, um, like I told you, my party for the youth was a bust last night. It was a bust uh, during Halloween. And when I opened up for young people, I realized at that point that was a pivotal moment for me that they're not going to show up. I've got to um, cater to the 50 and over crowd. Mm -hmm. And since I have, that's what made Wanderlust truly special and and start to thrive. Um, The other issue was, uh, you know, I went too big too soon. If I had it to do over again, you know, maybe not spending, you know, $100,000, you know, maybe just spending $50,000 and not going for the top of the line equipment and and stuff like that. Um, That part has been a struggle to just keep paying on those leases and, you know, keeping up with taxes and and things like that. Things I thought my education prepared me for, but it certainly did not. And even my 10 years experience at uh, Panera Bread, um, I took a lot for granted because 
you know, they had a, a multi-million dollar corporate structure right. behind me. And there was a lot, even though I controlled the numbers, there was a lot of numbers I didn't see. And so now I'm running my own business. Oh, you know, I have to make that uh, pay, payroll taxes twice, essentially, and that, those kind of things. And so at, at first it was $2,000 that I did not budget in my account. And so I'm scraping, you know, my personal accounts trying to you know, pull pull this money from somewhere because it wasn't it wasn't there. So, um, lots of lessons lessons learned. I mean, the, the learning curve is steep and you know still ongoing. That seems to be a theme among all local businesses that start out yeah. and that we have on the show. They said yeah, we were for sure. ready for this, but we didn't even know about this. We yeah. didn't even plan for this. We it didn't right. even cross our mind. And now, it's that's the difference between a a company making it and not making it is being sure. able to adjust to things like that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in an unforgiving, yeah. an unforgiving world. Yeah. So you came from the Panera bread background. So did I, that was my first job. Oh really? Yeah. yeah that was my first job out of college. It was rough. That was, that was a while ago. <laughs> Daniel worked there. I worked with Daniel there as well. Back in the good old days and burned yeah. myself on many. Panini grills. Oh Coming my home gosh. Smelling like, uh, uh, what was it? The turkey artichoke panini. Yeah, it made my wife sick. Oh gosh, <laughs> I have a s- scar on my thumb, nine stitches from Alex Lilly, but it's it's fine. It's I feel fine. like everybody should have those kind of stories, though. Yeah, I remember my sister and her now husband. They were dating in high school, but he worked at TNL, and then I dated a girl in high school who also worked at TNL, and like man. People come home from working at TNO and they just smell like a hot dog water, and it's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that builds character, though. You can tell the difference between someone that's worked customer service and not. Oh yeah, where, absolutely. For I sure. mean, that person that's being a jerk in in the line, they they don't know. They've never done it they before. Have no idea. Yeah. Someone that's been behind the counter before, you can. They're like, okay, it's fine. I mean, I my coffee machine's broken before. I spilled all the straws. I did whatever, but yeah. like, it's okay. You can just, I'll be patient. But, yep. So speaking of customer service, how has it been in Philippi? Have have the people of Philippi been pretty welcoming so far? Yeah, it's um, it's been mixed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as you, it, it's mostly conservative and when I say conservative not from a political standpoint but just you know people wanting things to stay the same uh, the way way they are the status quo is just fine why change it Um, so I've had that kind of pushback Um, Wanda lost uh, some people got stuck on the the last syllable the lost part and you know they were thinking it was going to be a strip club or something like that across from the courthouse run by a member of the school board (laughs) which (laughs) I am so you know I just ask people to think through those things you know you hear those rumors I have a reputation to uphold and I have a family and so I'm not going to open up a strip club (laughs) in the middle of Philippi Main Street Um, you know all joking aside um for the most part, it has been um, extremely well received, and I've been over overwhelmed by just the amount of positive feedback I've received from, uh, you know, everyone from the, the, the sheriff to uh, just local uh, prominent community members. Have you made any plans in the last year, or are you just right now just focusing on the day to day with the business? Um, I, f- I still feel like I'm only in phase one. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the um, challenging things about Philippi is there's really there really isn't a place to stay. I mean, we do have the Mountaineer Inn, um, but usually um, 
pipeliners or miners or someone that they're staying there from out of town. Um, but there's no real um, uh, hotel to speak yeah. of. And so uh, my idea, my grand idea is to take the other 7,000 square feet of space up above me and open up a book hostel. And, you know, a lot of places around here um, um, in Elkins and uh, – uh, Davis Thomas at Purple Fiddle, you know, they have that um, that hostel, and so they, they can attract bigger names, and, uh, you know, I would like to do that at some point. So a book hostel, uh, those are popular throughout Europe and Japan, so that's where I got the inspiration from, and people have donated, uh, local community members have donated over, so far over 3,000 books to me, and so we have a little bookstore. When you walk in, you'll see books, and then you'll see a coffee, and then you'll see the dining room, and then the bar, and then the entertainment stage. And so it's a very eclectic layout, uh, but the books are the first thing you notice. And so that's what I want um, upstairs, and people to be able to crawl in the nook and escape the, the everyday. That would be very cool. I, I always like open mic night, too. With, you said you yeah. have an entertainment stage, so mm-hmm. that, that could always be very entertaining. There's not much nightlife in philippi right and so, so every second thursday of the month we have open mic night and this this last one um this past week was our most successful we actually um, had musicians that had to walk away because it took so long and so we're hoping to remedy that next time but it was awesome to see that many musicians lined up wanting to play that's really cool yeah and then they can um uh, i call it the wanderlust idol uh, so <laughs> some people will um get to play on stage friday and saturday night and i'll give them uh, you know a couple hundred bucks because it's really for me it's about supporting the musicians and the artists as much as possible so you you offer coffee wine beer books music music, music. it's just like food. a food yeah, um, the bistro kind of, it's kind of think of it as a Panera Bread um, with beer and entertainment. It's like a pop culture hub. Yeah. yeah. Which, Philippi as a town is a very historical kind of town. Oh, I know yeah. I've been there for Blue and Gray Day for every yeah, middle school uh, field trip ever, but it's kind of cool to see a more modern thing in philippi that kind of brings the people out because when i think philippi i think blue and gray day i think the bridge yeah i think civil war and that that's that's it a b college maybe well that that was kind of what struck me first whenever i moved there because i I went to a b that's why i moved there and uh i think what struck me the most was that like there were so many shops on main street that weren't open anymore and looked like they hadn't been open for a very long time, you know, yeah. and it was just like it almost looked like the town had just frozen like 25 years ago right. yeah. and nothing had changed from then until now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I what I fell in love with was the potential. I mean, my wife and I moved moved there uh three years ago, but I've been coming in and out of the town Mm -hmm. um, for about 18 years. But uh, passing through it, we would always go through Davis Thomas, and I remember it being nothing but the Purple Fiddle up there. Yeah. And And the the rest of it was blight. And yeah, you go there, I mean, the parking lots are full, the Mm -hmm. community's thriving. It's a beautiful site, and I love that. And I would love to have that for Philippi, but it's going to take more investment and um, uh, a little more vision. And, you know, it's uh, people are trying to um, come together and change that, um, but it's it's a long road ahead, I think. 
Yeah, and and I mean, a lot of it I think is probably just somebody maybe needed to take the first step. So right. you know, maybe yeah. with Wanderlust coming there, that'll attract other people. Yeah, and that's uh, that's my strategy. I mean, I, I call it the purple fiddle stra- strategy, and some people have said that we're the purple fiddle on steroids, <laughs> and that's that's pretty much what it is. I mean, it's a massive space, 7,000 square feet of space that we're using. Um, we've managed to fill it once uh, with the Cleverleys uh, back in March. It had 300 people in there wow. in Philippi, wow. and you couldn't find a parking spot anywhere. It was that's amazing. 300 people in Philippi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, it was a, a fantastic night and something I'll remember remember for the rest of my life. And so we're going to try to do that again uh, with another band, you know, maybe the Cleverleys again, or uh, maybe the Davison brothers, if I can um, ever find the time to fill out all that paperwork <laughs> that it takes to get them. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that you were targeting maybe the younger demographic yes. to start. And then what made you realize I, I might need to target this older demographic of people that have lived here for since the town died 30 years ago like what went into some of your business strategies you said you've learned from your mistakes so changing on the fly in the last year what have you done okay um well the epiphany for me that that moment we opened up in september and i noticed that the college students they just weren't coming down you know i was trying to advertise on uh, instagram twitter and i can't stand twitter mm-hmm. but I, I jumped on there anyways trying to you know tag people and uh, tag the university um facebook of course um, you know facebook's for old people according to the students up there so <laughs> you know that was out it's not uh, false that's that's yeah right <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, i do a lot of my marketing on facebook but uh, of course i'm gearing towards the older crowd now uh so i, I was trying all that i was even trying to learn snapchat and um, they still weren't coming down. And so I had this Halloween party, you know, lights, lasers, fog. Um, we had a costume contest and all this stuff. And 12 people showed up. And only four of them were college students. And yeah. I paid all this money for this DJ. And I'm sitting there, you know, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> like, they're not coming. <laughs> they're never coming. Uh, you know, not in the, in, in the capacity that I need for this place to survive. I have to change. And so I started uh, recruiting uh, more bluegrass bands, more country, you know, whatever people were, you know, whatever they're listening to, more local uh, musicians. Like I said, I started Too Big Too Soon. We had the Lonesome River Band in there. We had the Church Sisters um, and some, uh, and those bands cost me thousands of dollars, but it was too, it was too much too soon. We were, were relatively, you know, unknown. Uh, you know, two months in, I have the Lonesome River Band, and we only had about 120, which is a extremely small crowd for them, hmm. and uh, you know, way too small for me to make any money yeah. <laughs> off of that yeah. event. And so, um, but uh, bands like Full Circle and B Sharp, you know, they're they're local. Um, the Eddie Davison band, those three bands are the, my go-to. So I have them once a quarter, and they bring people out onto the dance floor. They bring the people out in droves, and they only cost me a few hundred dollars. And so that, that was a valuable lesson to me. And, you know, it, it, it was a moment where I had to correct, correct my ship and, and say, okay, we can't, we can't go to this tropical island with the youth because they either don't have money or they're just not interested in what um in my brand and what I'm trying to offer. Now for me, back in the day, I mean I did graduate 
excuse me, I did graduate in 2003, so I'm not that far removed, but I know I would have killed for a space like that to just be able to study and kick back. Um, but Absolutely. It, yeah, yeah th- things are different now. And I, the way I see it is I just haven't cracked the code yet. And, and so I will at some point, but I just have to figure Not it out. Not many people have. That's a problem that a lot of even multi-billion dollar corporations are trying to figure out how to reach the millennial generation. Yeah. Well, did or you go to call them Z now. I taught up there for two years. And okay. uh, my, um, my initial spark for Wanderlust was uh, the amount of students that we were losing. Um, you know, and their chief complaint was there's nothing to do here. This doesn't feel like a college town. And they weren't wrong. Literally all you had was the cave. Yeah. And then it burned down. Yeah. And then did they ever rebuild it? No, uh, I, don't, I don't know I, that they did. I, I think it's uh, Jasmine's Cafe or something. It's some kind of coffee yeah. cafe up there now or something. I believe that's where it was at. Yeah. No, I remember when I went there, it was like the weirdest thing. I always used to say like it reminded me of being at Hogwarts because it was like <laughs> when you were there on campus, because I had an apartment. Um, because I live far enough away from my parents' house that I could do the, uh, like, travel. So I told them I was traveling from home, and then I just got an apartment in Philippi. Um, Otherwise, they make you stay, you know, in the dorms, and I didn't want to. And everybody else there, like, a lot of them don't have cars, or, like, you know, they're coming from, like, really far away. Like, their hometown, like, where they live. Because it's Philippi. It's it's somewhat out of the way. Sure. Um, and a lot of them were coming from, you know, hours away. Some of, some of the people that I went to school with were coming from Ohio, you know, yeah. Pennsylvania. And to them, it was like there was nothing that existed outside of, like, the campus and Sheets. Yeah. And that was it. And then maybe they would, like, have a friend who was a junior or a senior and had a house and then they would like go to house parties every once in a while. But really it was just like the only thing anybody ever thought to do was just to go to Morgantown or, you know, go to Clarksburg or whatever. And I remember like, I, you know, I told a couple people that I had an apartment because they were always like, where are you going all the time in between (laughs) classes? And I'm like, I'm going to my apartment. They're just like, what you, you have an apartment? Like, like, yeah, it's in town. Like, there's you can go past sheets. Like, there's other things <laughs> if you keep going. Like, there's a grocery store there. Like, there's a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. And it's weird. It's like, I don't know. I, I've been to a lot of colleges before, and I don't know that I've ever been to one that kind of has that weird mindset where, like, you're up on top of that mountain, and it's just like nothing exists outside of those walls. Yeah. I went to Waynesburg, and it was that way a lot as well, where yeah. you would – hang out on campus and there was a McDonald's downtown. But if you'd want to do anything, you'd go to Morgantown or Washington PA. And that was it. Whoa. Cause there was, a, there was one theater. It, it was a single theater with like a hundred seats and that was it. And they played something like Friday night. And of course I always missed it. Cause it was like six o'clock in the afternoon. Is there a movie theater in Philippi? I don't think there is. No. You yeah. should have some movie showings. Well, uh, the library or uh, Philippi Main Street, they sponsor a lot of courtyard movies. Oh. And so that's pretty cool. They have yeah. like a little, um, uh, it looks like a, a blow up screen or something like that. Yeah. It's huge. Just and, hope it's not windy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, or raining. <laughs> yeah. I think it rained on them one time. Oh, but, man. Yeah. I went to a drive-in theater one time and the fog rolled in. Couldn't see a thing. But I imagined what the Pirates of the Caribbean looked like to the best of my ability. That's all. <laughs> so back to you. You mentioned 
you worked at Panera Bread for 10 years, and then you just recently moved to Philippi. Yes. Where where was... It's a huge gap in that story. The, well, uh, <laughs> well, that's what I want you to fill in a little bit. Is yeah. How do you get from... How did, how did the idea come to... You said you fell in love with the potential of Philippi. Where, where did you go, okay, let's start... Wonderlust. Let's move there and yeah. start a business. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it wasn't my idea to move uh, to Philippi. It was my wife's idea. She's from the area, born and raised, 11th generation, all that jazz. And, you know, I don't, uh, I mean, I have connections to my foster families, but not one, you know, strong enough to feel like I need to move back home mm-hmm. or something like that. So uh, my wife and I just celebrated 17 years in July. Hey, congrats. Yeah, thanks. Um, and we, we've been all over the place. We started in Harrisonburg. That's where we met. Um, we moved up to Winchester, Virginia. Um, again, both of those, I was working at Panera Bread. And um, before we left um, Winchester, I was uh, switched over to the government for a while uh, because the 16-hour days at Panera Bread as a manager. Yeah, those are rough. Yeah. Uh, it, that wasn't a lifestyle that I wanted after graduating college. So um, uh, settled down with the government for uh, another 10 years. Uh, we moved up to Martinsburg, West Virginia, where we were trying to decide where we wanted to go. And we eventually ended up in Pittsburgh. Um, I couldn't make it work in Pittsburgh. And what, what I mean by I couldn't make it work, I've always wanted to be part of a community doing something, whether it was, uh, you know, helping out with a nonprofit or, you know, doing something. Um, and I, I just, I, I could not make any inroads there. And I say that um, my, my grand idea up there was to start a school for um, some of the um inner city areas like Homewood, um, you know, where black people were systematically cut off from resources. And uh, the segregation in Pitt, Pittsburgh was something that I'd never experienced, you know, growing in the growing up in the country. It was just like, we're all poor. I mean, of course, I experienced racism, but not s- systemic racism. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, even though it didn't uh, impact me personally, I could see how it did impact those communities. And so my grand idea was, well, the public school system up here is isn't really doing a good job and they're not filtering any of the resources over there. So I wanted to, you know, get in on, on that front. And so the only thing I figured out after two years of that was the only thing black people up there hate more than white, white suburban Pittsburgh is black outsiders. (laughs) (laughs) They did not trust me at all. I mean, I don't know if it was the the way I articulate my words or whatever, but they did not trust me and I I could not make inroads. And and so um, I was still working in DC at the time. So I was commuting six hours one way, living with my, yeah, um, working, uh, living with my cousin for four days in DC on, you know, basically sleeping on the couch. And I have, oh, by the way, I have three children in Pittsburgh. And so it just wasn't a lifestyle for me. And so my wife and I, you know, we got together, you know, what are we going to do? Um, There has to be a better way. And so in comes Philippi. Hey, let's move to Philippi. And um, uh, we ended up purchasing a turn of the century, beautiful um, home. There are so many gorgeous houses. Yeah, I know. And some of them are just going to to waste and it's it's a crying shame. But um, this one was uh, saved by the the tenants who owned it before us. And, um, you know, it's just three years later, it's still a gorgeous work in progress today. <laughs> so I've got to <laughs> find out. House is never It finished. always will be. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I have to finished. find out how to get up on that roof to change the gutters now. So that's, that's going to be fun. Um, oh, man. 
<laughs> but Daniel will do it. Better you than me. I don't yeah, like heights. Well, I, yeah, I, I'm trying not to die. So if y'all know a contractor, um, that would be awesome. Um, but nevertheless, um, back to the potential of Philippi. You know, now here I am, you know, I, I moved there. I'm kind of depressed because, you know, I, I just haven't been able to make it work anywhere. You know, I haven't been able to settle down. I've, I've got a family of five and I just... You know, I'm just sitting here thinking, I really, I've done a lot with my life. You know, I've written a, written a book and I've been pretty successful. I came up through foster care. You know, I, I was one of those kids that just was supposed to be a statistic. And uh, and so I'm, I'm blessed in some ways, but I, I still feel like, and maybe it's just blind ambition. I just feel like I haven't um, accomplished enough. You know, I mean, I just turned 39 last month. And so I, I guess in some Minds, I, I've done plenty, but I'm still waiting for my moment, so mm-hmm. to speak. And so I run for the local school board um, after a little bit of encouragement. Somehow, you know, uh, a black man in the middle of, uh, you know, Philippi uh, wins a school board election. Um, and, uh, but again, I've always been able to, I've always been relatable, you know, even though I can talk about tough issues, it's not. Um, I don't feel like, you know, race has to be uh, us versus them kind of thing. It's, it's kind of, you know, we're a melting pot and we, we, can, uh, we can come together if the right forces are in place. And uh, that, that being said, I won that school board election. Um, uh, we elected a new mayor um, to change the direction. Part of the problem was... Uh, the, the previous May, I, I don't know him personally, but just from stories from others, the reason things stayed stagnant and the same was because that mayor was there for like 20 years or something like that. And just he was comfortable with the status quo, like so many people are. Why change things? Yeah, I'm fine. So why change it? Right. Um, uh, so he, uh, the mayor, uh, Mayor Phil Bowers, asked me if I if I had any ideas to jumpstart Main Street, I said, well, as a matter of fact, I do, you know, and I had a list of 17 ideas, (laughs) you know, which, which one would be the best. And and so it was just, um, uh, I guess a moment of serendipity where Wanderlust just came together. I mean, that that building was available. Um, uh, you know, I'm a big, big nerd. So uh, dictionary.com, uh, you know, Wanderlust popped up one day, a strong desire to travel. I was like, that's it. That's what I want to do. And it it didn't you know have the Tiger River or, or covered bridge or blue and gray restaurant or any of the other thing. It was just different enough to get people talking, and it sure did. I like that. I like that though because, especially since it's um you know you said you're doing the book hostel thing, and you know to me that represents an escape, sort of. Yeah, that's what it's about. From from you know the realities that you know because you're standing out on main street in philippi you're going to be seeing a lot of the negative stuff like what we were talking about earlier you know and it's going to be staring you right in the face like you were saying you might find a needle on the sidewalk you know i've i definitely remember seeing people passed out in parking lots like in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. um but you have somewhere that you can go and see the potential of what could be there right yeah yeah, and it, you know, people come in there. It took me uh, about five or six months. Let's go with six months uh, to train people when they walked in to not say this is too nice for Philippi. Like, no, 
this is exactly what Philippi yeah, needs. You deserve this. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to go to Clarksburg yeah. to get good coffee. You don't have to go to Clarksburg to, you know, find a healthy salad or a healthy meal. Um, you know, of course, I, I name products uh, like uh, our um, pepperoni roll panini. It's called the Country Roads. I just came up with a Mountaineer salad that has steak and golden apples and apple cider vinaigrette and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Things you're not going to find at your you know, local drive-through McDonald's or Hardee's. But, you know, even though, you know, I see lines there every day, there are, there is a segment of the market that wants healthy options and I'm catering to that. I would have killed for that because I know I ate like pretty much exclusively, um, I ate dollar menu sheets, (laughs) um, sheets, and sheets Henderson's <laughs> when Henderson's was still open, which I heard they closed, and that's they did. I'm so sad about I, that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sad you ate that pizza. I'm I, teasing. So I never <laughs> got. <laughs> I never ever ever got the pizza there. I uh-huh. always got the pepperoni rolls because yeah. he made those like huge pepperoni rolls, uh-huh. and they were like six bucks. And you know, as a person washing cars in Bridgeport, and then <laughs> going yeah, to school sure. in Philippines, right? Yeah, six dollars for a big pepperoni roll was absolutely. awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, either there and like every once in a while, I would chance the Chinese place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I would have had another option, um, because I was eighteen, I didn't cook food. Right, sure. You know what I mean? I right, didn't know yeah, how to cook. No, like none of us did. I I probably could have messed up scrambled eggs, but having another place that I could go and eat would have been awesome. Right. Yeah, and that's what it's about, and and so hopefully, at some point, and it, there are some things I have to do differently too. Like I'm in a, um, in the I would say probably the third strategic pivot in, in my strategy. Uh, we're going to have to get out of, out of the breakfast business. I mm-hmm. mean, I just cannot compete with two, you know, uh, chain drive-throughs, Hardee's and, and um, McDonald's, and then Sheets was right there. There's 30 cars at Sheets. It's 7 o'clock in the morning, and we may have one or two customers in that right. hour. And so it's not working. Bacon is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is. Exactly. And so I, I'm looking at, um, instead of staying open just until 8, now m- maybe moving that to 11. So instead of uh, opening up earlier, maybe staying open later mm-hmm. and transferring those um labor dollars and hours uh, to try to attract the students uh, because maybe I'm closing too early. I mean, that, that's a very real possibility because sheets their um, excuse me, their latest, um, are, uh, their busiest time is between 11 and two yeah. at night and it's full of college students. I'll go down there and get a pepperoni roll or something like that mm-hmm. late night snack. And I'm just like, wow, man, <laughs> this yeah. is crazy down here. And it's, you know, it's Philippi in the middle of the night and all these kids are down here. And so maybe I'm, I'm just missing that opportunity because I'm not open. Yeah. I mean, it's something to try. You could even just try to like pilot it on like one, one or two days of the week. And yeah. See. Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Right. See if people come yeah. in on those days. Yeah. It's about experimenting and learning, and if exactly. it doesn't work, go back to – or if it does work, then stay up until 2. Who knows? You know, I think I think <laughs> the biggest disappointment for me as an adult is realizing that, like, nobody sits down and eats breakfast. Like, ever. No. They really don't. Ever. Like, mm. everybody just grabs breakfast and goes to work. Yeah. Or grabs breakfast on the way to work. Or skips breakfast altogether. Or just doesn't eat breakfast right. at all. Like, man, I miss being a kid and, like, getting ready for school and sitting there and watching – the awful TV that was on at like five thirty in the morning. I watched yeah. Saved by the Bell. Like I said, the awful TV uh, that no, was on, on at five thirty in the morning. We're gonna fight after this. Uh. <laughs> 
But no, like sitting there and eating breakfast, like nobody does that anymore. And I'm sure that that's probably part of it is that, you know, they're just wanting, how can I get this as fast as possible? I just want to go grab it, go just, you know, they don't want to have to think about like, I'm going to find somewhere to park and go inside and grab this. Like, because everybody's in a rush all the time. Exactly. And that's, uh, you know, coming back to the book hostel, I'm hoping I can get people to slow down. Right. And then reintroduce breakfast later on. So I don't want to completely give up on it because we have these amazing uh, bacon, egg, and cheese on uh, everything bagels. Man. Oh, it's it's to die for. But, (laughs) man, I I cannot get people in the door because where we're at on Main Street, you really have to want it. Yeah, you have to park across the street. So, you know, if you're coming the opposite direction, mm-hmm. walk out of your car, walk in, wait for it because mm, we don't pull it off. Uh, you know, yeah, the, it's not it, on like the a hot assembly shelf. line. Yeah, yeah the the hot shelf, and give it to you. So it's made to order, and so you have to wait for it, and then go back out. And so I can't get people to slow down long enough to do that. You got to target the retired crowd to get that. I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily think you do. I, I think that what he's saying about the purple fiddle, fiddle strategy is right because, like, I one thing that I've been trying to do the last, I would say, like six months to a year, is I've been trying to take days off where, like, I didn't do anything. Yep. You know, like I'll take a Saturday or I'll take a day off work, and it's not to get caught up on anything. It's just to not do anything, yep. and we'll go like get on our motorcycles and we'll go ride somewhere. And we'll just like, you know, we'll just go right up to, to Davis and just sit at the there's a coffee place tip top. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll just go sit and like drink coffee and just like, you know, look at Facebook on our phones and like watch YouTube videos and just <laughs> not do anything and just relax. And like that's so helpful mentally and physically, you know, just to, to de-stress and just have a day where you're not doing anything. And everybody's always just wanting to run. And if you can bring in that environment, because you go drive through Davis now um, and Thomas, uh, and it's just people just hanging out. Right. Yeah. Nobody's really going anywhere. Nobody's really doing anything. You see people who are out riding bikes or, um, you know, coming back from a hike or something, or maybe they were kayaking. But a lot of the time it's just people sitting on the side of the road drinking a cup of coffee. Right. Like, yeah. And if you can get that atmosphere you'll bring those people in. It's a whole culture change. You know, because, I mean, how many of those people do you think actually live up there? Like, it's a drive to get up there. Yeah. Davis and Thomas are further away than Philippi, by far. So. Yeah. It's possible. Like I said, it's all about the potential. And, you know, having the vision. But, uh, like I said, I can't do it alone. Yeah. And that's where I'm at right now. So, you know, how do I bring in investors? How do I bring in partners? Um so it's not all on my plate. So does Philippi do anything uh, like the city? I know you said you're on the school board, um, but you said that you talked to the mayor. Do they have any kind of like incentives to bring in business? No. Mm. no, no. Uh, we actually just, um, we, uh, meaning the city, uh, just uh, re-implemented uh, parking meters and um, so there's a lot of local business pushback on that. Yeah, um, that's kind of the it, opposite. Of what yeah, it, right. Exactly. You know, Buckhannon did away with parking meters, and it invite it's inviting to it tourists. Is. Absolutely. Uh, and so if we're going to increase tourism, we can't have 
things like that. And, you know, the fact that it's two ni- 2019 and people don't carry quarters anymore, that's kind of the problem. Oh, they're not even like the no. smartphone parking no. meters. Hmm. No. Wow. Wow. The old school. Nobody's going to use that. Well, yeah, they're going to get a ticket. I, I actually got a ticket last week because oh, it wasn't working the weekend before. And so I just assumed it wasn't working again. I try to put quarters in them all the time. So apparently they fixed them. And then um, I got a $5 ticket. Wow. I would go out of my way to avoid a parking meter. I'll walk a oh, mile, yeah. a yeah. mile I before spending 50 cents. I will so far yeah. away. I did that for the Mountaineer game yesterday. Yeah. I walked over a mile yeah. just to park at a friend's house. Yeah. Yeah. Won't pay. And now, if it's, if it's the ones where you can just like have the app yeah, and you just do it on your phone. Digitally, yeah. Like, I'll use that. They they have ones where you can use your card as mm-hmm. well. like yeah. So uh, I don't know where this is heading, but uh, we have to do something different. We we can't go back in time. Um, I, I'm actually considering you know holding on the rolls of quarters for my patrons so they can pay, uh, but you know they only give you I think an hour. So you have to go out there every hour, which is ludicrous. Yeah, and that's going to deter college students trying to study for finals, drinking coffee. Why would they max it? Why would they even have a maximum? I don't know. Uh, Maybe the meters are so old they only go up to one hour. I don't know. (laughs) It's a pre Y two (laughs) K. Yeah, parking meters. I mean, I was going to say like, you know, that that's something that maybe you could try to work on is working with the local government to have something to try to entice other business in because like even though you know you'll have competition at that point competition brings customers right yeah and uh you know we have uh, little mo's as you know in the medallion um all three of us are serving different segments Mm -hmm. of of the market and and so i I really don't see them as customers and you had mentioned you know attracting the retired crowd yeah now they go to medallion they want sausage and gravy (laughs) you know that's a sausage (laughs) and gravy crowd um you know they're not gonna you know they probably don't even know what the everything bagel is (laughs) (laughs) um uh, yeah so it's really about trying to get those coax those college students off the hill um if i'm going to reintroduce breakfast or tourist you know uh, coming down from the book hostel uh so like i said I, i'm not going to give up on it if if wendy's can take a third attempt at breakfast which they're planning on doing here in the coming months hmm. uh, I, I can take a second attempt of course i think they're going to repeat the same mistakes but <laughs> and bow out again but take, take notes and make sure yeah uh, well I, I again being the nerd that i am I, I look at those case studies and it's baffling that they're thinking about getting into breakfast again but Maybe they learned something from Taco Bell. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's uh, it's it's frustrating because I always loved Philippi. Yeah, and I, I remember I used to, um, you know, I said I, I lived over the pawn shop there, and I used to go walk. Um, I'm trying to think of what cardinal direction that would be. I think it's north. Yeah, north Philippi. But uh, going north. like towards the Covered Bridge. Okay, yeah. And I would walk uh, clear out past the funeral home, past the bike shop where yep. Henderson's What's was, and go Park. all the way out until you got to uh, you got to where it turned into like a one lane, and there's that, that property out there where they have like all the old tractors and stuff and yeah. the yard and the windmill, and I'd go walk all the way down through there. Um, and then I left AB and decided to enlist in the military, and then I started running out there, and I would run out there every morning. And I just remember thinking like, a lot of days whenever I was out there, like, man, maybe one day whenever I'm out of the military, like, I can move back here and live here. 
and mm-hmm. buy, like have a house here and actually live here. Um, but if if they keep that attitude up, well, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's what they know. Yeah. Uh, again. Yeah. Um, and that's that's perfectly fine. Uh, you know, to a point. I'm, I'm not saying that they need to change, but if Philippi is going to thrive in the future they have no choice but to change. Mm-hmm. Um, parking meters are, are not the way to go. Um, we actually need more access to parking, you know, not less. And when you, you know, create this, uh, you know, this nickel and diming kind of culture um, that that's going to deter tourism. I mean, that's... Yeah, uh, absolutely. They need, they need to do something like, you know, something to try to attract businesses that will attract customers yeah mm-hmm. and whether that's renovating buildings and going into contracts with with business owners um to spruce things up or you know i, I don't know what but they definitely definitely yeah. need to uh, i will vouch for them uh for the city of philippi uh on one project that building commission so with, with that building it was uh, again deteriorating like so so many other ones unfortunately mm-hmm. but they pumped a quarter million dollars into that building to get it up to code new roof new hvac new electricity <laughs> um you know abating um, asbestos and black mold down in the basement uh, which hadn't been taken care of since uh what they call the great flood of 85 so they, they pumped a lot of money into it, and then I pumped a lot of money into my concept. And so there are people there willing, you know, within that government structure, willing to make the investments and things like that. We just need a, a little bit better uh, vision uh, of the future and mm-hmm. what that looks like. Yeah. So do you have, you said, that, I know you're on Facebook, yeah? Yeah. And it's Wanderlust? Uh, at Wanderlust WV. You okay. can find us under that tag on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Okay. And I guess we'll say currently, um, what are your what is your the availability of the business, the hours of operation? Yeah. Uh, so uh, again, I made a strategic decision here a couple of weeks ago to close Sundays and Mondays because it's a ghost town. Philip, <laughs> 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 um, uh, we're open eight to eight uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and um, eight to nine on Thursday. Uh, eight, eight until whenever on Friday, and uh, it depends on the event. If it's mm-hmm. going on until ten or eleven, we'll, we're of course open, and then uh, ten a.m. to uh, whenever on Saturday. Cool. Well, hey, thanks for coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. Cuts the sun.